It's April 20th, 2018, and this is Diz Podopolis, where we talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and everything in between. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep in dreams you will lose your heartaches whatever you wish for you keep have faith in your dreams and someday your rainbow will come shining Dispodopolis, and this is our 12th episode, which means we're running up on a whole year. Woohoo! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yes! <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we have to finish this be- before, before June. We do? Is June our anniversary? It's July 7th. <laughs> before, we, almost, almost before summer. Almost before summer, yep. Because uh, I think like May twentieth is our one year anniversary. Oh wow, it, that's coming out. I know, past. isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's been an amazing year. <laughs> so much going on. So I'd like to introduce all of us. I'd like to introduce my cousin Ryan. Hashtag cousin Ryan. How you doing? I'm doing well. Things are going pretty good here. Um, it's warming up in Texas. We've got some good spring weather. We do. This is such a nice spring. I'm loving it because this is this is the best time to be in Texas. It is. People come to Texas in March and April. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Best time. I, I like to introduce my daughter Fiona. Goodbye doesn't mean forever. It was. It was. I was thinking about that 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 line of the picture that was that was shown on social media for wishes. Oh, for oh, wishes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I think it felt like a, I think it was like also a line from Fox and the Hound. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of goodbyes in Fox and the Hound. Tear. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry, I was, my eyes were shut, were, were, were shut enough to watch it. What, Fox and the Hound? Yeah. Oh, I never made it through Fox and the Hound. I like Fox and the Hound. Uncle Derry likes it too. Oh yes, my brother loves Fox and the Hound. I think that was like his first Disney movie. He liked. Well, no, that he went to the movie theater and saw with a friend. Oh. Uh, it was it was one of my first that I remember animated. Yeah, that was yeah. the set. What year was Fox and the Hound? Like oh gosh, nineteen eighty one. Thank you. Yeah, it was early eighties. It was <laughs> right before and- Black Cauldron. Yep. Thank you, Encyclopedia Fiona, and thank yeah. you, Becca Brian. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, today, to open up our podcast, uh, Fiona wanted to talk about A Wrinkle in Time because we went and saw it last week. So we have an interesting paradigm here. I've never read the book, but I've (laughs) seen the movie. Fiona has read the book and seen the movie. Along with Dad. Yeah, along with Dad. And um, Ryan, you've only read the book. Yep. That's that's right. <laughs> so this should be an interesting conversation. It looks like we both we both have the two things in the middle of us. Yeah, yeah. You're in the middle, and then I'm on one side and Ryan's on the other. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a teeter totter. It's equally balanced. 
And we're just gonna start this out with beautiful cinematography, amazing CGI, computer graphics. Uh, and I wanted this movie to be so much more than it was. I don't know. I feel bad. I mean, it, we're, it, it's so, so hard. And like I said, I haven't read the book. It's so hard to take a book. We have the book with us. Yes, we do. See, Cousin Ryan, we have the book. All right. <laughs> but it was actually like a, a free story in book. It's Yeah, it's all. there's actually three stories in A Wrinkle of Time. Mm. So there's A Wrinkle in Time, A Wind in the Door, and A Swiftly Tilting Planet. And I am sad to say that they will n probably most likely not be making A Wind in the Door and A Swiftly Tilting Planet. I think it's barely breaking even in the box offices. In the box office, and like I was gonna say, it's so hard to take a book, especially a beloved children's book, and turn it into a movie. And it just it falls flat, completely flat. Well, yeah, like like I said, like I said, sometimes they just they just cut up like like parts that feel inappropriate and. And like PG books. Yeah. They cut out parts you thought were inappropriate from the book? No. Oh, well, no? Sometimes okay. they, sometimes, like I said, some, I guess some, sometimes they, they skip like, like, oh, like, oh, like almost like, 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 like scary parts in a, in a book and, and just chop, chop it up to make a film. Did you think they took out anything scary out of the book, or are you just making an example? I'm making an example. Okay, good. I just don't want us to, like, derp down. Oh, okay. Derp out. Yeah, um, so there's... How can I say? So there's a lot of, like, really slow points in the movie and moments, and I think that's what happens in the book. Like, there's slow, slow moments in the movie and the, and the book, and I'm okay with that, but it just, I just didn't really care about the characters. Like there wasn't enough character development. Like they had those slow moments, but none of the characters were developed. And it was, I was telling uh, my husband, Jeff, I was saying it was almost like a Hallmark Channel movie. Oh, okay. Okay, so like every conversation had to be a deep philosophical, getting to the point, every word was meaningful, but to a point where you didn't care. Like, I, but I don't care about these people. <laughs> I I, it started out really well, because it started out with the daughter and the father. I think what I mean, like, well, it's hard to, well, it's hard to make a story with, with, so, with so many parts. Yeah, so many change. Oh, so many Changing. different experiences. Yeah. Yeah, there were lots and lots of different scenes in the movie. So the the father, Mr. Murray, and his daughter Meg is really cute. Starts out, they're both in his science lab doing experiments with different frequencies, and you know it's really cool. And you see that relationship. And then the mom comes in, and they're all talking about adopting um, another child to go into their family. And then that scene ends, and it's, uh, I don't know how many years later, four years later? Oh. I think I think it's about four years later, and 
her dad's disappeared and Meg is miserable. So I, I didn't know like where to go from there. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. So you see that relationship building and then that was it. That's all the relationship you're given. And, uh, and you just see her miserable at school and being picked on by the kids and yeah, well, she's in you, trouble. Well, you, well, you said, like, like, you said something about the, the beginning needs to be changed a little bit. Well, I just needed more. I needed more time with the character development. I needed more time with Mr. Murray and Meg and her mom and maybe the other baby coming in. Like, I needed more development. All right. Something about a new Because that's important to the book, too. Yeah, yeah. So you get to the point and, I mean, you care that Meg's going through these things, but you have no connection to her. You're like, okay, that, yeah, this is really sad, but, you know, (laughs) I don't know what to do with all these emotions because I don't really have a development with that character. No, don't worry. My, my, my emotions were, were stilled in, in the film. So like every, like every scene is intense and you want to cry or be happy or, but there is no, yeah, like just no development of the character. When I felt, and you want this movie to be good, you know, they, they are really pushing this to be good. You know, it's directed by, you know, the book was written by a woman. It was directed by a woman. It was screenplay, uh, was co-written with, there was a man and a woman that wrote it. And the woman who like worked on the screenplay, Jennifer Lee, I mean, she's got credentials up the wazoo. She's got Frozen. She's got Wreck-It Ralph. She's got Zootopia. She's got Big Hero 6. I mean, I love these movies. These are well-thought-out, well-developed movies of characters I really care about. But, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm just kind of sad it didn't work. Yeah, yeah. For me, I did say there were, there, there were some there were some designs of the characters that kind of remind me of other characters. Okay, like what? Like Mrs. Wetsit, like when she was in the white hoodie dress. Uh huh. Like she was kind of on like the en- enchanted side. I remind you of the enchanted dress <laughs> yeah. that Amy Adams yeah. wears. <laughs> yeah, or the orange long hair. Okay. I was trying to remember. I just was thinking about what that what it was reminding me of, and I just lost it. It was in my head. The school. Oh, I know what it was. Okay, so this is a terrible reference, but uh, Meg gets. Um, she's being bullied by one of the other girls in the school, and the the bully says something to her that's you know demeaning about her little brother. So she turns around and and hits her. For a minute, I was like back in Pretty in Pink. We're <laughs> 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 there in PE. <laughs> Oh, what was that? Like some, some it's a teen, 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 teen movie. Teen, yeah. yeah, teen movie from the 80s. It totally reminded that and she gets sent to the principal and Meg gets sent to the principal. And it was, it was just funny. <laughs> like, oh, totally was, not appropriate, but. Pretty much the line I mostly remember from them are like, Hey, Meg. Oh, the bully? Yeah. 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 So, um, I know you've read the book, Ryan. So how does the book start? Oh, that is a good question because good heavens, I've read the book 20 something years yeah. ago. Yeah. The, the book carrying me of like, it took place in like, like the, the nineties or something. It was, it was, it was written in the 1960s. Yeah. 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 Carrie, yeah. Carrie reminded me of long ago. 
so what the, like different like very different than the set in the film okay so is the father a scientist in the book uh oh good heavens i i should be able to answer that question i don't know he <sighs> he look up the cliff notes okay so her father develops this way to travel mm. through time through um Oh, so it's like, it's a, a wrinkle. So he like travels, um, travels to another world and gets trapped there. Yeah. If, if I recall correctly, both parents are scientists. Yes. Yeah. Not, so not they, just, not just, not just dad. Right. Like the whole family is. Yeah. She's, the little girl is really well versed in her science too. Yeah. Yeah. She's a smart girl. It's a very, very mm -hmm. smart girl. With zero self-esteem. Yeah. Which that happens with many young, with many adolescents. It's hard to develop some good self-esteem. It is. And then when you don't have what's important in junior high, in junior high, I noticed it was really important if you were a girl to be very good in sports. That was the thing that I remember. Oh, Tesseract. That was the concept of traveling. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Um, I know, like in high school, it's more uh, being on student council and being a cheerleader and, and those sorts of things. So, but being a girl that's good in school never really seemed to be an, an important thing to be um, respected or liked at the school. Also, I, uh, I've noticed that the girls who were popular in my high school would actually dumbed down their classes to kind of to fit in with the schedule so they could be in the classes with the other girls that were popular which is a shame because that you know to feel like you need to do that to be within that within that crowd self-esteem is just like it's hard to develop and i think that's a big theme with inside of uh the wrinkle in time is 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 meg's own social emotional needs Mm-hmm. Um, inside of it and that was just it fits very well for kids that are in middle school uh late elementary school it's a good it's a really good book for them i think yeah showing that you know many people struggle with that at this at some point between like fifth and twelfth grade <laughs> yeah whenever you choose to go through puberty yeah i i don't <laughs> know any child or any human that didn't struggle at some point mm -mm. no through that period. It's a, it's a hard period to get through. It is. It is. So, yeah. So, in the movie, you know, the parents, you know, have gone and they, I guess they talked to some of the people at NASA about their concept of Tesseract, which is... Um, I, thought they, I thought they're separated. Well, he actually discovers how to travel through a frequency and goes into the new, that other world where Meg goes into later. Like the nowheres, the nowheres. Yeah, I don't know. It felt felt like we had some like like tomorrow, Tomorrowland. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It really reminded the Tomorrowland feeling because they had that that um, whole field of hay or wheat growing, like they have in the Tomorrowland movie. Did you see that, Ryan? I did. I saw the Tomorrowland movie. Yeah. So the scene when she touches the coin and she's in those fields of hay. Yes. There's a very similar scene in Wrinkle in Time. Huh. Was it really? Was it reused? 
<laughs> they do that with animation. They'll reuse some some background sometimes. They did that. Yeah, horse some movement. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was no uh, magical Tomorrowland City in the background, but there was the hayfield. Yeah, it's been recycled. Mm-hmm. So um, one other thing we noticed with the movie, I, I don't know if this is a director's choice, of how they developed Meg or this was the limitations of the actor. I always hate to say it's limitations of the actor because she's not in the editing room deciding how she should look on screen and the director is. But the girl, Storm Reed, who paid Meg, they really chose to use a lot of the same facial expressions for her and you didn't see a lot of change in range. I mean, she is a child, so it's, you know, it's very difficult sometimes to show that range. But... And, and there was a lot of similar scenes and similar emotions that were portrayed throughout the movie. Yeah, I think I think one face of of Mrs. Sue carrying me of the woman of from That's So Raven. Oh, Mindy Calling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she reminds you of um, on one on, on on in one outfit. Oh yeah, yeah. Brian, you were we were talking earlier, and you were talking about the ending in the book. Do you remember the ending in the book? Uh, well, with the ending in the book, she has to go back and save her brother. Okay, know, yeah. From from it, or the uh, I think is what it is. Yeah, it. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> she has to try and find kind of a power within herself to save him, and she does. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they all make it back home. She saves okay. her brother, makes it back home. And it, that's kind of where it ends, kind of like with a happy family reunion. Yeah, so we had very similar too. Now, I, I don't know, um, in the book, you know, there's a boy that travels with them, Charles Wallace. Yep. Oh, no, that's, oh, I'm sorry, that's her brother. Uh, Calvin? Yeah. yeah, Charles Wallace is, is the, the, bro- the little yeah, brother. Yeah, she has to save him. So Calvin, is that the... Yeah, it's the other guy. Okay, so yeah, Cal- Calvin's the boy that travels with him. Is there three that travel in the book? Uh, yeah, Calvin's there. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now, was there kind of like a connection between Meg and Calvin in the book? Um. Yeah, there there is. There's kind of, there's a relationship there. It doesn't. It's not like a fully developed relationship. I don't believe because they're so young. But well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> really wouldn't be appropriate. But yeah, so you could kind of see the chemistry working between them in the movie too. So I was wondering if that carried over to the book. I don't recall if there was a big relationship with them in the book. There might have. I, I, I don't recall, honestly. Do you remember, Fiona? Mm, trying. Try. <laughs> it's definitely not a focus. It's not a major focus in the book. Well, okay. yeah. I think it's not like one of those books that just that just feels boring. The book felt boring? No. Oh, no. It didn't. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought you said it did. It didn't feel boring. Okay. Mm, yeah. For me, like a book I just want to I just want to straight go to bed. Yeah. So, you you enjoyed reading the book with with dad? Yeah. Yeah. And Jeff said though, I mean, it, it is, you know, it is a certain aim towards a certain audi- audience. And Jeff said that it wasn't as powerful to him when he read as a kid as, as an adult. But I think that might be true of a lot of books. Um, and he said there was a lot of moments that were a little slow in the book. What, you know, which well, were in the movie. Well, yeah, a friend was worried. Like, she had a favorite character from that book. And, and she, was, 
she was worried some some parts she won't like just like in the book in the movie no a kid uh, a friend of ours oh yeah so eighty one of Adia's friends she was really upset because some of the imagery wasn't imagery from the book like Mrs. What's it turned into the leaf she called an asparagus kind of a leaf asparagus uh, thing and that's yeah. not in the book like she turns into something else uh, yeah I think yeah, so she doesn't, yeah, so she, it's funny how kids are when they, you know, because when you read a book, you create the imagery, and then, yeah, that's one thing that's hard about making the book, and then you see the movie, and it doesn't match your imagery. I feel like it's the third the Disney film to have, a, to have a green spirit-like character. Oh, really? Okay, so what are the other two? Fantasia 2000 and Moana. Yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, there you go. I think I can. I think I can add some elements from Fantasia 2000 in mind with, with that part. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you can see that with the spring going through the meadows and the flying flowers. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. So, you want to wrap this up? Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <I'm> done. <laughs> All right. So, Okay. Fiona, you need to give this, um, how many Mickey ears would you give it out of five? Oh. oh. <laughs> it means I need to say something else after this. Okay, we'll say something else after uh, this. Ryan, what do you think? Well, he hasn't seen the movie. Okay, what do you think? Okay, let's do it this way. I got this. All right, Ryan, how many Mickey ears would you give the book? Um, For a kid, when I was a kid, probably five out of five. Five out of five. When I read it. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's just like, I think it's, you know, just mm-hmm. helps kids recognize that it's okay that they're not all the same and, and to embrace their uniqueness and their individuality. So I think that's, okay. you know, you know and, and, and I think the book does a good job with that, that it's okay to be different. Um, and that conforming uh, for just conformity's sake is not good <laughs> in the, in the no, long term. It makes life really boring. Yeah, it does. And so, so I think, I think the book conveys that really well to somebody who's a tween teen or is between maybe even, maybe a little, even a little earlier. So I, I do, I would think five out of five and then for an adult, probably three out of five. It's a good read, but, um, I won't okay. speak to adults it's not written for adults. It's not, it's, no, that's not the no. target audience. It's young adults. The target audience, young adults. And I think it, it, it targets that audience very well. Yeah. Mm. I guess that means I'll choose four because I do find some parts a bit trippy. The book or the movie? Film. The film, four out of five? Yeah. Okay. Now, because there's a, some trippy parts. Well, yeah. Okay, now the book. Because you've, bo- you've done both. I'll I'll probably stick with Ryan. A five out of five. Yeah. For your the age where you read it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't, I don't know what year I read this book. You were in junior high. Yeah, junior. Before high school. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely that. Well, you're ninth grade, so definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Never get older. Or or taller. <laughs> Yep, sorry, you're five six. <laughs> I think I, I think my, my 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 tall life is done. Yep, your height growth, yeah. 
All right. Anything else, Fiona? Oh, oh, okay. So, all right. So, Col- A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, Col- what all did right. you give it, Colleen? I- the, bu- the movie. Oh, boy. Okay, so, yeah, with, with stipulations. Okay, so I'm giving it three out of five because the cinematography and, like I you know, said earlier, and CG are amazing. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. The outfits are amazing. Yeah, yeah. There was, yes. Yeah, those, those outfits were... Were like how? Oh yeah, I would. Lo- <laughs> what was with that? What was with that wide dress, Masu had? <laughs> yeah, it was cracking me up. There was one dress that Miss Who, right? Miss yeah, Who, yeah, it was, was wearing. It reminded me of English courts in the 1700s. Like you can't go through a doorway. Oh, awesome! <laughs> yeah, and, and and one dress was like was was like like. Like the panty, like the, like the skirt panty things were pantaloons. Pantaloons were like sliced <laughs> up, like oh like yeah, China. Uh huh. Yeah. So the it was amazing. Like they did in the lighting when she's in, um, you know, on Earth, and then the lighting that changes in the depth when they're um, in the other universe is great. The storyline. Oh, she's so it just yeah like I said the characters weren't developed enough I didn't get into it enough um it's very very difficult to have someone as young as the kid who played Charles Wall- Charles Wallace to get all those emotions and all depth on screen well, well yeah well how many how many brave mill middle school kids have we had in stories not many a lot or you think there's been a lot I feel like there's been a lot. <laughs> okay, so there's been a lot. Yeah, so I would just say, I mean, it's a fun watch. I I, I definitely, I mean, even though the cemetery is beautiful, I would just catch this at home. And, well, in Texas, an adult pays $11 for a movie. So, I mean, it gets pretty expensive for us to go see a movie. And I'd rather have just bought the Blu-ray or bought the digital version of it and seen it at home. So... Yeah, so I, I think I'm just going to wait to see this one at home. Yeah, yeah, I would. I mean, even though you're not going to get the depth of the movie yeah. at home, like it won't be as great. But Or if you feel even lazier, just go search it up on Netflix. <laughs> if they bring it on. Oh, I'm sure. Well, if, they're, if Netflix still has the deal with Disney at that point, they probably will. Well, yeah, it's how we solve Cars Free. It's- yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of new movies have have moved on Netflix. Yeah, so this is definitely a big budget movie that you wait for the DVD, unfortunately. Well, you just have movies like that sometimes. Yeah, you do. So, I think their their Tomorrowland. You brought that up. I think Tomorrowland was very similar, where you're talking because you're describing this had really pretty backgrounds, great, some really nice costumes at times. Mm-hmm. Um. But just somehow, like the character and storyline, just didn't character development and storyline just didn't come through. Yeah, it's that's a good yeah, it's a really good comparison. Absolutely, and, and the lighting, yeah, it's almost similar. You have the darker colors on Earth and the lighter colors in um, Tomorrowland. Well, <laughs> not what Disney was aiming for, but not just Ooh, yeah, it's a miss, girls and boys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> swing and a miss. Sorry, swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. A, like a skip, like in baseball when you swing and you miss the ball. There no. you go. Yep. yep. Swing and a miss. That happens. 
It felt like you were mean, like a skip it movie. Well, it sounds it oh, sounds okay. like just catch it at home. Catch it at home. Yeah. I think it's a good um, follow up for the book. Like read the book first, girls and boys. <laughs> well, it's always fun to compare, you know, compare that in, in classes and stuff. You know, you can compare and contrast the movie and the book and talk about it. Oh, yeah. Well, we all know lots of people have seen the movies first. Oh, yeah. Like me? Well, like all of us. <laughs> it happens. It happens. All right. We're good? I'm good. Yeah. All right. Now we're moving over to visit Area 71. Uh, we are finally getting to what our fourth experience at Walt Disney World on our last trip in December, and we got to experience Pandora. Pandora. Yeah, Pandora, the world of Avatar. So this is the first time that we'd ever experienced, and poor cousin Ryan hasn't been there yet. Oh no, I haven't. <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> this is true. It was kind of our top, the plan to do's, right? Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting because you know I made our fast passes sixty days out because we were staying on the Disney property. And um, really, I didn't have a problem getting fast passes for the Avatar Flight of Passage. So um, I don't know why. <laughs> Everyone says it's really hard, but you know, we were staying there. I think we were doing um, 10 nights and nine days. So that may have been some of it because we could plan so far out for that one week. This was, was my guess about what, what happened. So, uh, yeah, so we got the flight of passage fast passes, uh, for two different days that we were there and we, we didn't get the Navi river journey ones, uh, because we were just going to use a uh, Fianna's disability access and service card for that one. Uh, but Fiona, so, oh, before we get to that, the one thing I wanted to mention is there's actually two ways to get into Pandora land. So uh, it was kind of built where they had the Camp Mickey and Minnie area. So there's the one way when you get in the entrance and you cross the first bridge, you get into Discovery Land Island, sorry, Discovery Island, and you go to the left and you turn down and you go past the new restaurant Tiffin's, which I probably will never experience because that place is pricey. <laughs> Holy mackerel. And or maybe it's like an adults-only trip. It's us, an so adults-only trip. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, so there's that way. And that's the really congested way. But it is a cool entrance. Because you remember what was on the right there when we were going oh. into the land? What was that? Do you remember? Oh. Oh. At the beginning you met? Yeah. So you want to explain that? 
<laughs> oh, and so it starts up with like with like a big a big tree stump with a with a magenta crystal. It's kind of like a flower pod looking creature. Mm-hmm. So a big base that kind of comes in and goes out like you would see a flower pod. And then she's then in the um, kind of the belly of the area. There's uh, yeah the magenta crystal. And do you remember what the flower podish type creature did? Oh, it oh it was something about was it something about water? Oh yeah. Uh, oh glow. Make the. It was kind of like breathing. Oh breathing. Mm-hmm. It was breathing and it would spew water. Out the top of it. Yeah, I was, I was thinking of a mixture of water and glow water lights. <laughs> yeah, it had lights, so the water coming out was... It was really cool. You could go up, and if you touched it, it would react to you and start heaving, <laughs> and then the water would come out. So it was pretty cool. Oh, we have a video of that. We do have a video of that. So that was kind of cool. Wait, so that's the entrance by um, Tiffin's. And then there's another entrance if you are up in Africa and you go past the other um, restaurant they have, the Tusker House, which is kind of a buffet. And then there's also the Donald's Dining Safari at Tusker House. Uh, there, there was an experience of, about having a Donald part at Dinoland. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They just, uh, yeah. Did you hear about that, Ryan? <laughs> No, huh? Was it was it mentioned for like the new Ducktales? Well, the, the some of the characters, yeah. I think yeah. it's to to promote their new Ducktales show. Oh, okay. but Dino, uh, sorry, Donald discovered that he his relatives were dinosaurs. So <laughs> he's yeah, hanging out. I was, I was thinking that. Yeah, you thinking that? Yeah. So he's hanging out in Dinoland, and there's a whole show with all the Ducktales characters for like, the summer. Mm-hmm. Like, have you? Like, have you have you seen those duck build dinosaurs on Fantasia? Oh, is it? Do they have those? Yeah. Cool. They'll. Is that the two thousand one or? Old. Oh, that's the old one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, and then if you go up there by Tusker House and wind down. Like, well, I don't know anything about dinosaur that the movie because I haven't seen it before. Oh, the, yeah, the Disney dinosaur movie. Did anybody see that movie? Did you see that movie, Ryan? <sighs> I don't. Oh, the movie Dinosaur. Yes, it was a CGI. It was or like a yeah. just computer animated. Okay. Yes, I did. Yeah, it was. I thought it was. It was okay. It's been a while since I've seen that. Yeah, I, I've never seen it because it kind of came out a weird part time. Do you remember what year that came out, Fiona? Twenty oh oh. Oh, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so if you wind down the river from Africa, you'll get in kind of back way into pandora i'm not saying that film looks boring to me yeah we just haven't had we just haven't thought about watching it yeah so if you're kind of experiencing the land uh i'm sorry if if you're kind of experiencing animal kingdom before you go to pandora i definitely come in through africa because it's just a little less congested they actually have people directing the traffic in the one that's closer to the entrance, like you go, uh, like traditionally, you rock on the, you walk on the right to go in, and you walk out the left to go out. <laughs> so, 
yeah there's a lot of congestion and it's super crowded inside there's just a lot of people mulling around what place? in pandora land oh uh, pandora well, well everyone wants it yeah everybody wanted to experience it absolutely it's fun so which part you want to talk about first oh uh, i know one part i i think i think i'll i definitely want to talk about my conversation with with with, with the, that with that cast member the very nice cast member yeah of uh, pandora and oh uh, by the i think the flight of passages right or, no no she's oh. staying by the river river yeah 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 yeah. she was over there because we had to get her to give us a time to come back so yeah she was at the navi yeah. river journey entrance and she was from australia yeah so i was thinking why not do like steve owen <laughs> and, and, and 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 talk about like like how how far I've been on my trip and what what my fails have been. <laughs> your your like, fails. Like watch out! Oh, a me cat. We better sneak by, or else he'll ch he'll chop down our our experience. Well, before I recorded, I I even did that with cooking of Canadians. Okay, and for those that don't know what Cooking with Canadians is, <laughs> that is um, a group of Girl Scout, a Girl Scout troop that Fiona belongs to for um, some older girls who were in high school at this point, but have been together uh -oh. since around second grade. And in junior high, they started doing a show called Cooking with Canadians. It's an annual show, so one a year, girls and boys. <laughs> and they do a recipe from a country... Because in Girl Scouts, we have a special day called World Thinking Day where we learn about the different countries around the world where Girl Scouts are located. And the first year they did Canada, so they were cooking with Canadians. And after that, we've done Thailand, we've done Scotland, and we just got done doing an Australian version. And, and we're thinking about doing Mexico? Something, something about Kim Possible. Oh, Kim Possible link with Mexico? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because I was real, I was really obsessed with like, with, with like putting chips in my taco because it, because because I'm on web on what episode Ron stoppable <laughs> he, he he like he he was like thinking about being part of Bueno nachos so he like he like scooped a bunch of not a bunch of nachos in, in his taco like it was like a big glob yes droop that's that's spilling all over the place in his hands mm -hmm. so, so I I thought though what will nachos and tacos be like in real life? So, so I, I did the non-messy way, but I know on a YouTube channel, where where it's about a woman who does, who makes, who 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 makes recipes that relates to a, a, a that relates to food from films, TV shows, and books. And and how she did the knock the Kim Possible knockos are like hard 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 taco shells with all of the. Oh, she used a hard taco shell. Yeah. Well, that's the, not. The, the, that's the, not right. No, no, that that the the chip type. With, yeah. And put like the the taco toppings in them. 
Okay. But I was thinking about what if, what if some crazy YouTuber did just like in Kim Possible. So you're going to be the crazy YouTuber? Well, we are. Oh, okay. I just film them. <laughs> <laughs> but that does tie into Animal Kingdom because Kim Possible has a small little presence still there. Do you remember? At Animal Kingdom on one oh. of the treks. Oh, the trucks? The trucks, the little animal trucks. Animal you trucks? On? Yeah, there's an animal there just for Ron Stoppable. Oh, ah. Naked mole rat. Yeah, they have naked mole rats. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Kim Possible, Ryan? Yes, I have seen some of the episodes of Kim Possible. And, his, and Ron Stoppable's I, 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 best friend, the naked mole rat. <laughs> I thought you haven't. I have not. I do not know that reference, though. <laughs> the Nako? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> just just watch our iTunes. Yeah, we yeah, we I think we bought every single episode of Kim Possible at one point. Well <laughs> well mostly one season. Yeah. Alright. So back to Pandora Land. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you met a woman from Australia who was one of the cast members. Very nice, very sweet cast member that was talking with Fiona. Yeah, and and I told him I needed some help meeting rare rare characters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we had had a, the issue with, from the last episode. If you remember, Fiona had a little bit of a meltdown after Mickey's most merriest <laughs> Cel celebration. celebration because she didn't get to meet the characters that were in the show. So but I think you said it was something they did once. Or Oh yeah, it was a special special um, appearance, probably a special party that the people had to pay for, would be my assumption. Well, yeah, man, those those hidden meet and greets just like trick me. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. That's why we always discuss. You know, I was thinking about meeting Timon when I, when when I was mentioning about the meerkat. Uh, oh well, yeah, that would make sense. Because uh, I I knew what to do with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fiona likes to come up with special um, greetings and special questions for... Well, since I watched the YouTube channel about about uh, an autismer who likes to be talkative with them. Oh, okay. Do you remember their name? Tommy. Oh, Tommy. You go, Tommy. All right, so what do you want to talk about first? The Navi River Journey or the Avatar Flight of Passage? Navi River. Then oh, that's a good choice. That's definitely a good choice. So, all right. So the Navi River journey is your amazing three-minute ride through the what it looks the jungles of Pandora um, at night. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was. I know I wasn't that much with the movie when we first saw it. Oh, we, we didn't know anything about the movie when we did the journey, the river journey. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so what are your thoughts about the Navi River journey? Like, what did you really oh, like about it? yeah, I just, I really like that, that smell of the water. Just, just want to be at the <laughs> pool right now. <laughs> she loved the, the water smell. <laughs> well, a lot of people do. Yes. Yeah, at the, for the different Disney rides. I guess my family was making a complaints that that it was like pir pirates. Who was doing that? My dad. Oh. <laughs> I 
I don't think he was complaining. Well, he just made a, a comment. Uh, I was, yeah, I was trying to think of something like that. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a word like that. Well, it is, it is, it is a very cool river journey. Like they made the most of what they had in space. I think. Um, I, I'm guessing. I'm not really, really sure, but I think they used. Uh, the a bottom portion or part of the the building for the flight of Avatar was that's how I was trying to guess why this was so short. I mean they ran out of room, basically. You, you know, One you know, budget. water smells is just making me think about like those bath bombs. Oh jeez. <laughs> Were you gonna say Ryan? Uh, well, in money too. It's a it's a very expensive land. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It. You can tell they really went all out with all the details and stuff. So. Uh, and if anyone knows what bath bombs are. Yeah, we had to educate cousin Ryan, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, we had we had a bit. I get. Well, we had a bit of a war surprise in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, or this morning, or this um, afternoon. Last night. Last night? Oh, because, yeah, because your sister forgot to empty out the tub. Yeah, I, I just I just was say it was toxic water. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> like, like it's been polluted a bit. <laughs> oh, boy. So, uh, well, I thought it was, I, I thought if it was polluted be, because it's it's been staying there throughout the night, but... But I was also thinking it was water dye. Yeah. Okay, so the Navi River journey. And, and oh. we definitely and we definitely have have a bathtub that has been owned by a tinker, by a fairy. Oh, it looks like a fairy took over the bathtub. Yeah. It does. It does look like a fairy took over the bathtub. So some of the really cool aspects of the Navi of uh, the Navi River journey is the use of shadows and uh, they use screens to show uh, the environment going deeper than they could with the walls, which is really cool. And yeah, I love the, the, the creatures that were represented in there were yeah, amazing. Yeah, I was trying to think of another thing I liked about that ride. Yeah, well, and then my son, Elias, was constantly wanting me to name all the creatures for him because that's what you do at, at animal parks, right? Well, that's a tiger. I'm not, we're like, Jeff and I were looking at each other like, uh, <laughs> we need an encyclopedia, please. <laughs> all, all, all names we know are ban banshees. Yeah, we definitely needed a, a zoo, zoology guide. For this ride and the 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 flight ride. Like, like since we already have a encyclopedia for everything everything Disney related, we need mm -hmm. an encyclopedia for encyclopedia. Encyclopedia for Pandora. Definitely, definitely. And the the shaman, the animatronic. That's that's really cool. Um, yeah, and it's neat. It was like it was like told total how how would they do that yeah it's really cool um but i think i liked the environment almost better than the animatronic like i just you know i mean it was a nice ending to it but just but fascinated by the environment it felt like no story 
No story. Oh, no. I, yeah, there really wasn't a story. You would see people traveling. They would have other Navi traveling through the backgrounds. Just, just a relaxing. Yeah, ride. it's very relaxing. Very relaxing. And a little awkward, too, when they load the boats because they'll load more than one family on a row unexpectedly. And you're like, all right. Hello. Welcome to our family. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, that was just <laughs> nothing. Yeah. How, so, many, how many people do the boats hold? Um, probably about four a row. Four adults a row. Okay. Because they loaded a couple with us in the front okay. row. And I had, I think I had Elias and then Jeff had the two girls in the back. Gotcha. So do you have any questions, Ryan, about the Navi River journey? Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> well, um, besides the shaman, because I hear it's a spectacular animatronic, like, what, what did you like most about it? The animatronic or the ride? The ride. Oh, the ride? I just, I loved the colors and I loved the depth that you got. Like you really felt like it just, it was extended deeper than it actually did. Um, and the, the creatures, the way they were represented, I mean, some were three-dimensional and mm. some were um, images on a wall that looked three-dimensional like movie the movie imagery which i would think is similar to probably what they did in the pirates of the caribbean rides where you, you see a visual on the wall maybe that's why that was making it common <laughs> oh yeah maybe that's what he was commenting on so you, you see the some of the um creatures come to life that way and then sometimes you would just see the shadow of the creature on a sitting on a leaf and hopping and moving and scurrying through the forest gotcha there's a lot of constant movement and change. Oh, so it's very, it's, there's a lot of, it's very kinetic in, in, in a lot of ways or visually, probably visually kinetic or maybe both. Yeah, I think both. both Three-dimensional, two-dimensional. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, so that made it really enjoyable because there's so much to see and you're constantly looking around. What kind of weight would you um, want to actually wait for the, like, what's your, what would be your limit in terms of wait time for this ride? Okay. So when we were there and it was just the busiest time of the year, it was a two hour wait and I probably would do, I mean, I would do, oh, 40 minutes. Okay. Cause think of it as a really long ride for a fantasy land ride. Okay. So kind of like a fantasy land ride on steroids. Right. So, you know, people okay, gotcha. will wait that long for Ariel or, I mean, Peter Pan's an exception. You know, there's the 70, I would not wait Storybook 70. Storybook canals. Yeah, Storybook canals sometimes is, is can get up there in time. I'm thinking about what water rides they have. Oh, so, <laughs> if you want to compare a water ride to a water ride. Um, you, you, that kind of a thing. Like, you would wait that long. Some people wait that long for Dumbo. So, I, you know, that's that's kind of the level where it is, is a Fantasyland ride mine so yeah i 40 minutes yeah gotcha definitely okay yeah i i, I want to go see i want to go see it just at least see the audio animatronic oh yeah Make sure it works stuff so other than the build you know it's just ginormous mm -hmm. uh it it you know if it was life-size it would be it would be very human humanistic it would really work well as a human so. I know they had like a big conversation about making sure that they can service it and keep it working. Yay! Yes. <laughs> they had, they had well, what yay. they call 
what they now call the Yeti conversation. <laughs> that is so good to have that conversation. I am very proud of them. <laughs> and if you don't know what the Yeti conversation is, over uh, still in this park, there's uh, Kilimanjaro. No, it's not Kilimanjaro. It's uh, Mount Everest, and they've mm-hmm. got um, they have the Yeti inside the Mount Everest attraction, and the Yeti doesn't work anymore. No, it doesn't. And it's very sad. They built it in a way, they built the mountain around it and the track and the actual roller coaster mm-hmm. around it in a way that they can never service it either without completely dismantling both the mountain and the roller coaster. So they can't they can't get it to work. So they wanted to make sure that they did not do the same thing with this ride and they can service the shaman. And she actually is on a retractable, um, uh, I guess she sits on something that's retractable. Oh, okay. So they can okay. retract her into a service bay very easily and work on her. <laughs> that is the best idea they've had. Yeah. Years. So they can keep that attraction up and running and serviceable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that you could, they can get away with it with the Yeti in Mount Everest because it's such a short period of time that you're there and the whole mm-hmm. ride does not you know, swing on this one object working. Well, you know, it's hard for me to look at the Yeti. Oh, you, do you close your eyes? Okay. Well, <laughs> and some people close their eyes. <laughs> You're right. And whereas with this attraction though, if, if the, if the animatronics not working, you that's, you've lost most of the reason to go on the attraction. Yeah. That, that would be a big blow. Yeah. It has to be serviceable and working because yeah, you would have people waiting two hours and they'd be like, Oh, Awesome. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Disney. Well, like, wah, wah, wah. Uh-huh. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So are we ready to talk about our, our, our biggest attraction? Are we ready to talk about Avatar Flight of Passage? Yes. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So when we were there, when we visited in December, this was a four-hour wait. And it was constantly four hours. Like that poor person with the four hour wait sign. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's, is it really four hours? Yes. <laughs> so yeah, so it was constantly four hours. And, uh, but we had, luckily we were very fortunate and got fast passes to it. And I remember you saying, were they having problems with the fast passes you were finding out? Was it in the summertime? Like it was really slow getting on, even even with a fast pass. Yes, yes, even with a fast pass, you know, it would be an hour at you know wait when it first opened up. It was, it was even up to ninety minutes. I mean, it was wow. Fast pass wasn't even that fast. <laughs> yeah, it was okay. very relative. Now you weren't having to wait in line four to five hours. Yes. But, <clears throat> yeah. That would be a lot. Yeah, and we did not experience that at all. Uh, we experienced, uh, it's a long haul into there. So it's a long walk. And I'd say once you get in and you, they start arranging you, I'd say it's equivalent to waiting for the Soren ride. You know, they have to queue you up and then you kind of funnel into another section. Mm. So mm, 20 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And then it's not, and here's where it totally changes from a soaring experience is you actually enter two rooms. So they're, they're trying hard to keep you entertained. So you enter the first room, 
uh, where uh, there's the individual talking and telling you what the experience is, and you all have a, a circle that you stand on, like you each have an individual number, and it seems to really be able to tell if you're standing on your circle or not, because my kids have ants in their pants constantly. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah, think about me from church. Yeah, and so... They, it, it didn't like zero in on them until they were standing still on the circle. Why? <laughs> stand still. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and then it would go through a phase where it would assign you an avatar. Gotcha. And I had not seen the movie when before we went on this. And, and <laughs> am I the only one that has like an ethical issue? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's fake, so yeah, it's fake. But you know, they're assigning you an avatar. Like, this is an actual body. It's not you know, in the movie. You know, it's an actual body that somebody is possessing, and they've created this body in a chamber. And I'm, I'm a little confused. <laughs> so, are we taking over the body? Did this body exist without us? <laughs> I don't know. I just, ah, I have so many ethical issues. <laughs> like, like, this is, like, this is how you play human video games. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's not a video game. Like, you know, it's like, it's a real creature. Anyway. And well, I, like when PlayStation, uh -huh. PlayStation games, you are the controller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I get, so it's, you know, it's equivalent to the, the video game aspect. So, and then they walk you through that. And that's a good, I don't know, 10 minutes. And then they move you into another room. Oh, oh no. Oh, and they also get rid of all your uh, bad bacteria in ah. the first chamber. We must cleanse you. Cause, and we all, we're all dirty, by the way. Everybody's <laughs> dirty. <laughs> so, and then uh, we move into the next room and they, you know, explain the process of getting on uh, your banshee, your simulated banshee, of course, and what's going to happen and mm -hmm. all that. So they walk you through that. And then uh, that's probably another 10 minutes. And then uh, you walk into the room where there's, it's, um, so there were 16 in the room. And then you break off into two rooms, one on the right, one on the left, and there's eight in each room. And you're kind of in, it's just like a rectangular room and the banshees are all facing, it's a solid wall at the time, but it, it becomes a window, like everything, like it completely opens. So they have a place behind you oh. to put your bags safely where they're not gonna fall because you actually detach from the wall. Like the bags don't come with you kind of a thing and um so then you know the flight you get on there and um, it's kind of like and i think we mentioned this before the knott's berry farm ride the pony express mm -hmm. so <laughs> you get on you're like getting on a horse and something comes up to um hold your back in place and your legs in place so you don't there's no you're not moving you're moving with the banshee you know okay not uh, i guess we said this this is this experience was 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 Calig. This experience was Calig Soren. Well, if that's the only thing you can compare it to, because well, there's nothing else. Well, without Patrick. Alone. Without without Patrick. Patrick's not there. But um, so uh, you get in. You're attached to the banshee. Um, I have like zero issues with anything moving. <laughs> so. 
I'm not a good reference for someone having um, stomach issues or claustrophobia or mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't remember any times with us yeah fiona doesn't have those issues i don't have those issues my husband does like he's a drama mean guy like for going on boats but he really didn't he can do one ride she's and then feeling there's funny side guys yeah he, he can go on run ride and he's fine like he just can't go on two rides in a row very quickly uh so we were fine with it um but um so you know the wall drops down in front of you and the first time you are so engrossed in the ride you have no idea if anybody else is there oh that's really cool you are so focused on your adventure and what's happening to you on the ride you don't even know there's somebody next to you (laughs) like like you don't even know if anything's gonna hit you or, you mean coming at you, or anything's feel like it, feeling like it's, it's gonna hit you, but but yeah. So you're you know you go on this journey where you're flying, and it's pretty fast paced, and it's the banshee, and you you truly feel you know they have the wind, they have the uh, water splashing on you, um, you're twisting, you're turning. Yeah, that's up. that's what I was referring you're, for. Oh, okay, that's what you're referring to, up and down, and you know all all different directions. And, but there's such a nice point in the journey where it's quiet and peaceful and just, (laughs) just like a regrouping and, um, so beautiful, you know, just very emotional. Yeah. Very emotional. And then, um, it takes off again. Emotion speed. And you take off again. And there's the big, the all at the end, the big finale, where you're kind of seeing everything come together, the whole world and all the creatures. So, I mean, it's just an amazing ride. And so I can't imagine what Star Wars is going to be like. (laughs) Yes, I know. And and Disney keeps upping their game on these whole themed lands. I was thinking they're going to copycat. Yeah, I mean, I just, this is, it's intense and um, beautiful. I mean, I just, there's nothing else like it. And, it, and it's unworldly and everything is unexpected because you've never seen it before. So so unlike Soren, you know, you know, you're familiar with uh, different cultures, you're familiar with the animals, everything's very familiar, where uh, in the Pandora, everything is foreign and it, unexpected because you, you don't know what's coming. And you kind of get, you get a range of the whole planet. So you get the plains, you get the mountains, you get the water. So it's a nice combination. You got any questions? <laughs> well, <clears throat> how was it just in general getting on the ride? Do you have any issues? Because I've heard some people, you know, getting issues just getting into the ride system. How was that? Um, I, you know, they go by and they check you. I mean, it's, I'm sure the safety checklist that they have to go through is pretty strenuous. So I'm sure there are hiccups because the, when the things come down on you, they probably have to hit just right for it to not kick back and not be secure. Right. So we, I don't think any of it, did you have a problem getting into your thing? 
into your well, I, well, I know when I first got into it, 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 it felt, it felt like, I did felt like a, a squishy stuff, and I, I just feel like oh, I wanna, I wanna move my, move my feet all around. Okay. Or uh, yeah, I think move my knees all around. I met. Yeah, I think they had to readjust Fiona a couple times because her posture is not the greatest. And you kind of like they want you to have a certain posture when it's locking into place. So we kind of had to rearrange her a couple times to make sure everything, you know, her feet were in the right place. Her mm -hmm. posture was correct for it. But um, I mean, other than that, it's not bad. I mean, we didn't have anybody with really long legs. I mean, my husband has a really long torso. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have he didn't have any problems adjusting his torso like that's not okay. an issue if you have a really tall torso at all. Um, so yeah, you 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 said he and he and his height ends up like Abe Lincoln. <laughs> so yeah, so my husband's six two and I'm five seven and our we have the same inseam in pants like thirty two inch. <laughs> just really weird but it is and so you know he I has a hard elements from him can can scare people <laughs> so he you know um has hard time sitting in cars normally <laughs> so he sits up so high but yeah he didn't have any problems with the ride so we need to get my dad on it that will be the double check check for the legs i gotcha yes because <laughs> i think my dad mm -hmm. has the height of my torso and is six four with legs. So yes. Imagine that. Yeah, because my dad's legs are longer than your dad's legs, and your dad's six five and mine's six four. Yeah. So it's crazy wacky. So we gotta get him on that if we want to check legs. <laughs> well, it sounds like a very enjoyable ride. Yes. Very immersive. Absolutely. Now, um, the land itself, how was it walking around the land? It was fun. Uh, they had a lot of different um, terrains. I'd almost like the vegetation to me was kind of. Oh, this is kind oh, of. Oh yeah, remember those like that drum instrument drum set area. Yeah, so they did have a p place where the kids could play and hit things, and it would make different noises, kind of drums and different instruments. And they do, they had a higher place up with a really big, kind of similar to those big Japanese drums in the Japanese pavilion kind of mm -hmm. style. And they would have people that come out every now and then and play those. But you can, you know, if you were just a guest, you can't, you know, mess with the big drums. But I'd say that it's interesting because maybe the vegetation, but some of it looked like, if I know this is strange analysis, but if you took the huge sea things, um, items and life from the submarine, Voyage and put them up on land. <laughs> I know it's, it's kind of weird. Like they had big clam looking things mm -hmm. in some of the areas. And then the vegetation was kind of like the Polynesian island islands. Uh, if you compare it to like a nuclear explosion of King Kong estimate. Okay. You know, thinking how they supposedly King Kong came from nuclear experiments on the islands. So everything kind of like, woo, and crazy, it's crazy size and the colors. I mean, I mean, those are bad. That's a bad, 
<laughs> representation of the land. But it's it's gorgeous. It really is gorgeous. And the they have art folk artwork around like one of the the, the shamans kind of in a, a circular formation, you know, like woven, like it was woven. And the colors are amazing. And even though the land was really, really crowded, you could always find a quiet corner or someplace to sit, which is amazing at a Disney park. So, and I mean, every place you walked was a photo op, pretty much. Okay. Okay. That sounds, that sounds beautiful. It was. And, and that's why I think it was so crowded because people were just so in awe and just walking around and wanting to take pictures and, you know, the floating rocks and, you know, if you took pictures in the morning and then you took pictures in the afternoon, they were all, it was all different because of the way the, the lights. Now, did you guys there. get together at night? Not really. Um, mostly because uh, I remember it was just so cold. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just so cold. <laughs> when it gets in the 30s, when the sun goes down, you're like, do I really want to walk all the way back over there? I'm cold. <laughs> and we probably should have, and on our next trip, we will. I mean, that's kind of the, the thing, too, is because, uh, you know, this year, because we have annual passes, we're going more than once. So we're kind of like, okay, we want to enjoy this when we're enjoying the weather. <laughs> and not 32 degrees. Oh, my goodness. That's cold, especially for Orlando. It is. It is. It is, but yeah, but I really would like to go see the, see the see this land. Um, and I just hear it's there's so much detail in it. Oh yeah, yeah, it is. There's there's no corner, no little nook that isn't elaborately detailed. Yeah. And what's even and what's even really cute is you know they have those uh, wilderness explorer books that you pick up on the bridge going in to on, in, onto Discovery Island area. Uh, they actually have, it's you know, the Wilderness Explorers with um, from Up. Mm -hmm. They have pages in there now for Pandora. Oh, do they? Yeah. I thought that was really cute. So near when we were first talking about Pandora, when you walk in and you see the big mm -hmm. flower pod, Thing. Mm -hmm. They have a little uh, Wilderness Explorer's desk mm. right next to that where the kids can go and talk to one of the Wilderness Explorer guides and they'll teach them about the vegetation. So that's sweet. I like that. Did your kids do that? Um, we didn't on this. No, we Elias, I, you know, you may want to do something. Your kids don't want to do it at that moment because they're so excited about other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you it's go. It's just, you know, I think because it was so much at this original trip and so many things were going on, it was just hard. There was no way they were going to sit there and listen. Like, it was just so, like, they just wanted to run in and see everything and do everything and touch everything. I think I think next time we'll we'll be able to slow down a little bit and talk to, cause like, I'm even telling my kid, I'm like, I, they might have information. They might tell you some encyclopedia information. He's like, what, what? Oh no, I'm like over there. <laughs> uh, well, hard to get him to, to sit still then. Yeah, so they were, yeah, it was, yeah. Let's go, boom. Fiona, if you went back to the park, like what would you do first? 
In Pandora? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mimi, give, give out some Australian impressions and tell those <laughs> those people what, what type of extinct am, animals are they. So you would go back and you would want to give out information to everybody about all the different creatures <laughs> and, and plants? Is that, what, is that what you're talking about? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you know, they just added something like that, a character. They added a character that gives out information, a research character. Oh, they did? Yeah, he's in a he's kind of in a big stilt-walking slash robotic costume. Oh, yeah, oh, I yes. saw that. Those giant robot? Um, yeah, we saw the prototype. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, like a movable character, but no, it's... Like yeah, a he's, stat- a, he's a walk-around stat- character. Yeah, and a giant suit. He's probably about 10 feet tall, I would think. Yeah, that would be surprising for it to show up. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I'll, maybe I'll do that first, too. So that's a good idea. I think, like, Fiona, that Disney is taking that idea and they're putting it into the park. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was Fiona's influence. Yeah, Absolutely. Abs- yep. <laughs> Either that or Elias going, I want more information! <laughs> well, I think that's just it. They did have a lot of people asking for more information on this. That just Because there, there's a lot of people who haven't seen the movie that are going uh-huh. to the parks and then, like you, going back and seeing the movie. Yeah, I mean that's what we did. That's that's what we did because none of us had seen the movie. And the first thing we did when we got home is my, you know, my son was like, "I want to see Avatar. I want to see Avatar. I want to see Avatar." And we're like, "Alrighty then." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's PG thirteen. Yeah, it is PG thirteen, so it's not appropriate for everybody. But um, I, I think there's like one or two. I mean, there's violence, so but you know. Well, at least I got sick. Yeah. And there is one scene that kind of alludes to a couple people getting together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So um, that, you know, just so everyone knows. But, you know, my son's kind of doesn't even kind of even figure that part out. So, yay, two thumbs up. And, you know, the violence. Oh, yay. You know, video games nowadays, um, as long as they understand, you know, it's not, we don't act this way and you have the talk. What you do. But yeah, he loved the movie. Like this is one of his like top five favorite films of all time. So there you go. Yeah. And that's what they wanted to accomplish with this, yeah. this world, this land. I think I just think it just brings the kids are just so enthralled with this imaginary world and something new that they can bite their teeth into and this whole concept. So, well, yeah, and that's what. Uh, the big creators, Joe Rohde, James Cameron, and John. Oh, what's John's last name? Uh, that that was involved in Pandora. Um, I don't know. I lost it. John Landau. John Landau. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, and John, they, they, John Landau goes, has a long history with Disney because he was he's he was a producer for um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh really? Yeah, back wow. in '89. Yeah, so he goes mm-hmm. back decades with the with doing stuff for the Disney company. Okay. And then Dick Tracy. Oh, how funny, Dick yeah. Tracy. Yeah. So he worked for the Disney company, was a producer for them back in the late '80s, early '90s. Okay. So yeah, they're the big creators on this 
on this cool. park. So and they wanted to like just set out and give families a really immersive experience and drum up some big excitement for the next set of movies. Yeah, well, I think they did an excellent job. I mean, I, the only complaints I hear as a Navi River Journey is too short and yeah. Pandora is too small. Well, and they might fix that when the new movies come out. They had there is an expansion area. Cool. Yeah, so they can expand to this land. Yeah, I think they. Uh, yeah, because I mean, nobody can, at this point. I don't think anybody really goes to this land because they loved Avatar. Like that's. <laughs> no, because it's so far past the movie. Yeah. I mean, to have that big of a draw and that much excitement about something that nobody really cares about, and everybody was really kind of negative about the land, and the response has been yeah, amazing. Yeah, like, let's just, let's just throw in another day that, another thing that's based on something not so beloved. But I think Disney's always done a really good job with something that people didn't know they were interested in, like right. a haunted... Well, they, they used to to be beloved a bit. A beloved a bit, yeah. yeah. It was. People really loved the movie when it came out. Keep going. All right. So the last experience we want to talk about is the... Oh, I'm not going to say this right. Satuli Canteen? <laughs> Satuli. Yeah, the Satuli Canteen. Are we talking about a bar? No! Oh, you know, Canteen. That, yeah, can <laughs> Can be used as a term for a bar. Um, no, that was the restaurant we ate at. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, when we were eating at the restaurant and we like turned around for a second and you took off and didn't tell us where you were going. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm being a queen uh, rushing to the bathroom. Yeah, she went to the bathroom, but forgot. We've had this conversation many times before and forgot to tell us where she was going. Now. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. You know, every heart attack that I have. Every time we go someplace. <laughs> so, okay, so the Satuli Canteen. And right off the bat, I mean, it's a quick service restaurant. You know, it's a walk-up counter. You order at the, the first line of registers, and then you wait for your food. But the best thing about this place is they have the mobile app dining, or the dining mobile app, or the mobile dining app. <laughs> or do you like to put those three words in? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I have that issue. My mom will attest to it. I've never put words in the correct order the first time. Uh, so, yeah. So, we ordered on our phones, which was lovely. Lovely, lovely. Because, you know, there's a line out the door for this place. And it's just nice to go. And another thing, we went. it was nice. We went and we found a table. But be patient about finding a table, too. Because it is very crowded, too. Okay. Uh, the and there's even you know this is an issue when they have signs up saying please do not sit here unless you're eating at this restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> so you had did you have the cheeseburger steam pod the kids or the adults? Do you remember? It doesn't really matter. They're the same. Well, I have over kids. Maybe the kids. Okay, so she had the cheeseburger steam pod. And I'd say the closest thing to this is a Chinese dim sum with the rice flour covering of... Uh, so it was cheeseburger, paused deficits, ground beef, ketchup, mustard, pickle, and cheddar cheese. Perfect, perfect for children. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, if they can get past the rice flour steamed pod. That, that looks like a steamed dumpling. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, it's very dim sum. If, yeah. you go to, if you go to Chinatown in San Francisco, they're all over the place. Yep. Uh, if they can get past that, it's great for kids, you know. She loved it. I, you know, and, and I, I don't know. I tried it. It's fine. It's not my favorite thing, but, um, you know, it's cute. It's a it's kind of like a novelty food item, but it's yeah, fun. Yeah, you said it was something like I tried before. Yeah, I just, you know, I tell the kids it's like a cheeseburger and a weird pod thing. <laughs> something you eat. Just pretend it's like something you can yeti. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, more Asian influenced. And what's really nice is they have a hot dog here. Yay, hot dogs! Because that's all my son eats is hot dogs. <laughs> but that's nice. I mean, it's good that they have stuff that kids are, you know your kids are going to eat. Yes, it is so important because you know, you have kids that will eat anything, and God bless them, but you have kids that it's four things. Have a nice day. <laughs> then you try to move yeah. on to, to those other country foods. Yeah, so, yeah. And, I mean, they have healthier options for the kids, which is probably what we did for my other daughter, who is one of those kids that will eat anything. And then we had the bowls. So they had, um, they have a chicken bowl with chicken thigh meat, which is the dark meat, and marinated with garlic and olive oil, topped with crunchy vegetable slaw and boba balls. And boba balls, those are really cool. I don't even know how they make them, and I don't care. <laughs> just fun to look at. This is a little Japanese transparent. Uh, like, balls. I don't know if they have like, them. The jelly made. Yeah, like, they're like jelly jellyfied. <laughs> I don't know like how to do candies. That. They look like candies, yeah, and they're kind of non-flavor unless you add a flavor to them, kind of a thing. I don't know how they make them. But they're just fun. So yeah, and the bowls we just had. Bring all liquid and put the oven. Put in a steam, a vase steam oven, and, and like put well put sugar then put it in a vase steam, a vase making oven, and well. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the magic combination? Yeah. Is that from something or? No. Oh okay. It, it was. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I have no, oh, oh, just a what if. What if, yeah. So the meat, you know, it's not the best cuts of meat, uh, meat, but it's, uh, well seasoned and has lots of flavor. So, I mean, I liked it and you can, you know, it was good and it's probably one of the better, if not the best counter service restaurants they have at Walt Disney World and it's nice that they're experimenting with different flavors and different textures. It's really nice because it's, we, we never do, we never really do hamburgers and fries at the parks because usually the hamburgers are so overdone. And it's nice to have this option where it's not the quality of food you would get at a sit down restaurant, but it's better than the hamburgers and the, the pizza that they serve. So, if you were to get, like, a sautuli bowl outside of Walt Disney World, what mm -hmm. restaurant would it be similar to? Oh, boy. Um, oh, yikers. <laughs> Anything for comparison? Oh, it's hard. Um, would you, like, oh, like oh. maybe a bowl at Chipotle or... 
Panda Express. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Panda Express. Not the same, not necessarily the same flavors, but the same quality. Okay. Gotcha. So like yeah. a Panda Express bowl. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Yay. I found one. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Yeah, so that's but that, what I but that would be good. I mean, like, because I do like Panda Express bowls, even like with different flavors. Because there's a lot of flavors at Panda mm-hmm. Express, so you know you yeah. expect just maybe slight, you know, slightly different flavors, but you know, along that quality, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's a fun restaurant. I, like I said, like it's just nice to see. And, and I'm hoping, like, I always get sad. Like this happened at our local zoo, or the San Antonio Zoo, mm-hmm. and they built this mm-hmm. really nice restaurant. And they hired a real chef to create food for it. And it was, it was good, you know, especially for zoo food, but it didn't work. And I was so sad because now it's just like hamburgers and chicken sandwiches and pizza. And they had kind of tried to step it up and have some bowls and have some, you know, creative salads and some creative chicken dishes. Just everything you just want to grab. Yeah. So, you know. I, you, you hope something like this works and people are, and, and it is working because it's so crowded. So you're hoping it stays there because it's, it's nice to have different choices. I agree because like if you do a week long vacation, you don't want to eat hamburgers and hot dogs every meal. Uh-uh, unless you're my eight-year-old son. <laughs> right, yeah, unless you're eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. trying to be perfection <laughs> with menus. That's true. There are, uh, yeah, I do have some friends' kids, uh, some, uh, your kid, there's, and then, like, one of your kids, and then some of my friends' kids. That's all they'll eat is, like, hot dogs or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, Satuli Canteen. Two thumbs up. <laughs> well, so let's wrap up uh, World of Pandora. Uh, let's. What? What, like, for you, what was your two big, both of you guys, what was your big takeaway from this land? What was your giveaway, Mom? What What's my takeaway? Yeah. So, um, my takeaway is, yay, two thumbs up, go. Five out of five Mickey's ears, definitely. Um, it amazed how well they did this, and... The, amazed at how they made me care about the Avatar movie, and I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> Job well done, then. Yay. Yeah, yeah. And how I'm actually like, huh, I might watch those other ones. <laughs> <laughs> Since Pandora looked good, what about the movie? That's right. And Avatar Flight of Passage, I have to get my parents on that. That's just there's nothing else out there like that and um i think i you know my mom it won't be bad for my mom's back because it doesn't put pressure on your back at all and i think my dad will be okay i mean he's got some stomach issues at this point but i think uh we need to put some drama mean in him and get him on there <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome i i know i know what what land mom wants to be, to be, to be, to be, to be new at, at Animal Kingdom. What? Bugsland. Oh, yeah. Can we move Bugsland to Animal Kingdom? Totally off subject. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. And so what's your takeaway from, from Pandora? Well, 
Well, how many ears would you give it to? Um, I'm I'm feeling I'm I'm trying to go with five. Okay. But I, you know, I guess I guess there was there was nothing too too shippy about it. I like I said all of that all of that stuff. I I enjoy I guess. I guess four or five. Four or five is enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, you had a pretty good time there. Oh yeah. Oh, I do have one oh. quick question for you though, because when you left it, I know back to set two the canteen. When you left us to go to the restroom, like I'm looking on the map, and I see these restrooms over here. Mm -hmm. Where did you go to the restroom? Because we scoured this bathroom. You said there was one over by the canteen? Yeah. There's one by the canteen. <laughs> Maybe that was my most best moment. Going to the bathroom by the canteen? <laughs> no. You, you're not seeing me. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. All right. All right, Ryan, any other questions? Are we good with Pandora, the world I, of Avatar? I'm good with Pandora, the world of Avatar. <laughs> I do want to go see it now. I think I would enjoy it. Yeah, it's fun. It really is fun. Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of Diz Podopolis. We've made it to the fourth park, Animal Kingdom and Pandora. <laughs> it took a while, but we did it. We'll wait till part five. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a part five coming up, girls and boys. <laughs> so, sorry, people. <laughs> I know. Sorry, folks. We like to talk and we get off track every now and then, and that's okay. It happens. It does. It happens. So, Cousin Ryan, why don't you say goodbye and good night to our lovely mothers and our adoring fans? Of course. Well, good night, Mom. Good night, Aunt Dolores. Um, we're glad that you listen. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, and you can find me at Twitter at Ryan Flint underscore edu. Yeah. And I want to say goodnight to my mom and Aunt Lynette and um, to anybody out there listening. I actually heard there's like, I know two people that are listening to us and that's super awesome. Uh, if you want to write in at comments at dispodopolis.com. Or you can reach me personally at Tinkscount on Twitter and Instagram. And you can reach uh, Dispodopolis on Twitter and Instagram. And Fiona? Stay tuned for, for more pen, pen casts and among the Canadians, too. <laughs> yeah, so check out Cooking with Canadians, uh, the <laughs> girls' YouTube channel. Super awesome. You know what I hate? What? At, 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 at school... Getting start of a new project, but I'm trying to be all like caught up on my other ones. And if I do a new one, I need to finish that one too. Yes, you do. Fiona's a little bit behind on her projects at school. Plus, I have something I'm finished. I'm finished to do at home. Stuff yeah. unfinished. Yes. Yes. So you can find uh, Fiona at toad girl uh fiona toad girl on instagram and twitter and we usually hashtag toad girl for her and maybe i know she wants us to add cricket girl <laughs> so we're uh throwing that one in there too so it's uh great being with my cousin ryan and my lovely daughter fiona and i hope you enjoy your evening 
And we leave you now with a kiss goodnight around Disneyland. Yep. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>
Dispodopolis is a EFA Solutions production. All music and interviews remain the copyright of their respectful owners and are being used under the Creative Commons license law. All other content remains the copyright of EFA Solutions, LLC. This broadcast is not affiliated with Disney or any of the Disney properties, and the opinions expressed in this broadcast belong to the hosts and guests.